welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney, the creator of the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, and we are here to have some fun, some cool stuff, and and talk about marketing. The whole reason we do this is because, let's face it, so many entrepreneurs and solopreneurs out there, really, they, they have this stigma against marketing. They tend to think that it's overwhelming, it's confusing, it's frustrating, it has to be expensive, and I've even heard people tell me the terms black magic, black magic and voodoo before, and that's why I did this show is because I like to meet cool people that are doing great things to market themselves out there, and it it eliminates all of that fluff, all of that stuff. It shows you the actionable tips, tricks, and tactics that you can get out there, take action on right away. That's why I like doing it. And, of course, I like doing it because it's fun as well, and which actually brings me to today's guest, Jen Fitzgerald. She and I just got to know each other recently, and we have hit it off so well. You are going to love the stuff that she has to talk about today. She is the creator of The Client Angel and a program called The Angel Factor. She's a relationship-building and follow-up pro with a passion for teaching the strategies to entrepreneurs all over the world. So, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. You and I have had a couple of amazing conversations, and you are you are right out of the same vein as me. You talk about follow-up and relationship building and all those things that are so, so critical. And the great thing about them is it's all marketing, but it doesn't have to be hard, complicated, expensive, any of that kind of stuff. It's just about building a good relationship with the people around you. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's 90% of the battle, quite honestly. I mean, you know, you can – you can go out and you can find new clients and do the marketing like you're talking about and stuff, but if you don't do the follow-up after the fact, then you're missing so much, you know, such a big part of your business and so many of your sales and referrals that come from doing that great follow-up. So, yeah, we, we have talked about this, and, and I know we, uh, we agree completely on this subject. No, most definitely, and that is why I wanted to have you on the show. Now, I, I know a lot of people probably haven't heard of you before, so I'd love to you know, share a bit of your story. How did you get started doing all of this? Well, it's kind of interesting how it all started uh, because I never set out to be um, an entrepreneur in that, that kind of sense. Um, I basically was doing direct sales um, a while ago, and I really just started it because I liked the product, which is usually what 90% of women say, and they want it at a discount. And uh, so when I started, I was just kind of having fun, hanging out with women and, um, you know, just doing my girl thing. And I started to grow my team, and I started to grow my business and really start to meet lots of people. I was going to trade, show, trade shows and setting up booths at different places and collecting all these names and meeting all these people. And what I found was that, I mean, I was doing the typical direct seller follow-up, right? And the typical, as I like to have now figured out, just entrepreneur follow-up. I was sending out newsletters. I was, um, you know, doing the, hey, we have a new catalog or, hey, we have a new product or all of this stuff, but it was always all about me or my business. Um, and so what I was finding was people were not responding. They weren't answering anything that I was sending out. You know, they weren't um, – I'd get maybe two or three responses out of thousands that I was sending out. And I thought, something, you know, something's not clicking. And it didn't really even feel good to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was one day I was talking to one of my customers, and she had told me that her puppy had passed away. 
and I guess they'd had the dog for 17 years or something, part of their family, and that she was getting a new puppy, and about seven weeks, they had just, you know, picked it out of the litter and had to wait the seven or eight weeks to bring it home, and um, so I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to set a little reminder, and I'm going to send her a quick email when I know she's brought the puppy home, and so I did that, and then the most amazing thing happened to me was that I got an email from her, like, see, probably an hour after I sent it, and the email that I sent her was purely just, hey, you know, I know you got your new puppy, um, I'm so excited for you, I hope everything's going great, I never once mentioned my product or what I sold or anything like that, and she responded back and said, thanks so much, she sent me a picture of the puppy, and um, said, you know, oh, there's such great things in your new catalog, I'll have to place an order soon, and the next day she placed an order for 350 bucks with me, which was a really big order for me, right. and then it all just clicked, you know, it was like, oh, this is the piece I've been missing, the personal contact, the, the relationship building, this is what I've been missing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I built the client angel to help me manage everything because I didn't have a system to help me manage it. And then it just kind of flowed from there, you know. It's kind of a crazy, it's been a crazy whirlwind ever since. Cause that is awesome. I, yeah. And, and the cool thing about it is if you think about it, it that was the easiest sale you ever made. It's just by saying, hey, by the way, congratulations on the puppy. I hope everything's going good. And I'm sorry, but I, I'm a dog guy. So anytime, you know, you bring puppies into the whole whole mix, you you got a winner no matter what. I, me too. I'm a huge animal person. So, you know, it just really struck a chord on several levels with me. And, yeah, I mean, it was you're right. It was the absolute easiest sale. And I was like, holy cow, I've been spending so much time and effort finding new customers that I'm not paying attention to the ones that I already have. And it really just kind of turned my whole business around. Yeah, and that really is a huge, huge piece of of what I find so many entrepreneurs, um, you know, they're they're forgetting about the the gold in their backyard. Essentially, it's mm-hmm. the you know the clients that they have that they if they just built a basic relationship, and we're not talking about you know pitching them every other week. And I think you you brought up something really important with that is you started out with the all about me marketing, which is hey, here's the specials, here's the newsletter, things like that, and that's what we, you know we've all done that. And mm-hmm. what ends up happening is that, you know, our, our prospects and our clients both, they look at it and go, yeah, okay, whatever. If they don't have a burning desire to buy something today, they're not going to pay any attention to it because what really is important is to know that they, they know that you care and that you, you're there for the long term, not just to, to sell your stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it really is true. And, and I know, I mean, I know this works with men, but I mean, with women, you know, because there's such a huge market of buyers out there, you know, if you can just pay attention to a couple little tidbits when you're talking to people and use that, you know, your your business is going to explode in all kinds of areas. Right. No, and I love it. Now, what explain to us what is the Client Angel? Because you and I have talked about this, and I think it's an amazing program. And of course, you know, we're not we're not here to pitch anything. We're here we're here to talk about follow up and all the cool stuff people can do. But you've got a great program, and I, I do want to share it with everybody so they can kind of get a feel for what it is and and how it works. Yeah. Well, the the Client Angel was really just my original thing that I needed to help me do follow-up. Um, and it was really simple when it got started because it was just for me. And when I started sharing with people is when it really started to grow into something bigger. And essentially, it is a tool. It's an online tool that you can store all of your customers in. Um, very similar to kind of like a CRM, but we have lots of little different things in there that I think make the client age a little bit different. So you can store your customers' information. You can track what they bought. You can store all kinds of notes, but you can set up these reminders that get sent to your email every day 
on what's going on in your customers' lives. But then you can also do what I call building timelines. And those are really cool because you can build a timeline based on how you do follow-up. So let, let's just say, for instance, that you do, um, you know, you follow up with somebody two weeks after they buy a product and then a month and then six months and then whatever your normal sequence is. Well, you build that timeline and you attach it to that person and then the client angel tells you exactly what to do and when. Um, so we have that. We are integrated with MailChimp, so then you can use that as your email service. Uh, there's just all kinds of other fun things in there. We have lots of free training from other coaches and trainers inside the Client Angel as well to help you get going. Um, yeah, there's a multitude of things in there, but that's kind of the crux and the the uh, the basic part of it. Very cool. I love it, and I like I like the one thing you use. You talk about timelines, and this is basically mm-hmm. it's it's the follow up system. That it's the process that you use to stay in touch with people, and that's and that's what I love. It. I'm a systems guy, so yeah. so when you talk about that, it's like that gets my juices going. I'm like, okay, this is this is my language. This is stuff I can talk about because we know that we're supposed to follow up with people, and I know I call myself a follow up fanatic, and it's because mm-hmm. I am such a. I am a fanatic, for lack of a better term, for making sure you build long-term relationships and you follow up with people no matter when you, they might buy. Because let's face it, our customers, they buy when they're ready. We're, they don't buy when we're ready for them to buy. Because, of course, when we want them to buy, it's like now. It's yesterday. But right. They may not be ready, and it doesn't matter what the reason is. It could be that they need a little bit more time to think about it. Maybe they don't have the funds. Maybe their husband or their wife just doesn't want them to buy it yet. Maybe they have a dog who just needs to have him take, go outside and play the ball with them. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. But the excuse is that they're going to buy when they're ready to buy, plain and simple. And so it's our job as marketers, as entrepreneurs, to to be there and be ready for them whenever they're ready, but not to be the, the annoying little gnome that sits there and says, hey, you want to buy, want to buy, want to buy? I mean, it feels like a drug dealer, right? <laughs> and so I look at it from a, from a standpoint of you've just got to build that long-term relationship and let them know you're there to to care about them, but you've got to have a system behind it. You have to actually map it out, and I think that's where your timelines come in, and that's one of the reasons why I like it so much is that even though, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, that doesn't feel like it's natural, and I'm like, what is what is natural is for you to forget things, mm-hmm. so let's break that right now and put it into a process so you won't forget those things. You, I mean, how many times have you have you decided that, okay, I'm going to use Facebook to tell everybody their birthdays, but then you, you miss a day because you just didn't get on Facebook? Well, guess what? You just might have missed somebody important's birthday. I know I did it two weeks ago, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, I think that was the main reason that I even built the client angel to begin with because, you, I mean, how on earth, when, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you have, thousands of people that have bought from you or you've, you know, managed to pick up on your email list or whatever, how on earth are you going to remember everything about everybody? It's just not even possible. And so you do, you need that system in place to help you and to tell you when you need to do what. And it's not a bad thing by any means. You know, if anything, it's a huge help to help you build those relationships because we're all human and we all forget. And so if you have that little extra, um, I guess, nugget standing behind you, helping you along the way, then more power to you. Absolutely. Right, I know. I love it. Very, very cool stuff. Now, what do you think are uh, what do you think is the biggest thing that entrepreneurs are afraid of when they're talking about follow up? 
um, I hear this all the time, and, and this is one of the things when I'm teaching about follow-up with them, with some of the people that I coach, they're always like, oh, but Jen, you know, this is ridiculous that I'm going to be sending all these emails out to all these people. I'm going to become a pest. You know, I'm going to be over overwhelming them with emails and bombarding them and, and this and that. And it's not even about that. It's not about sending them an email every other day. You know, like you may talk to your best friend every other day or every third day, but when you're talking about your customers, you're not wanting to overwhelm them with a 1,000 emails in a month. Um, and so there's definitely a fine balance between, you know, um, the personal emails and the sales emails. I always lean more towards, you know, 75 to 80% more personal type of stuff, and then the 20% is where your sales come in. But everybody has their own balance that works good for them. But the thing that I think most entrepreneurs are afraid of is getting to that, you know, 8th through 12th follow-up where that, you know, that's kind of like the golden, you know, area right there where the people, most people buy, you know, right. between 8 and 12 all, you know, pieces of follow-up. And some people are so afraid to get to that, you know, number 8, 9, 10, that they're, you know, afraid they're going to annoy people. And I think that's the biggest um thing that entrepreneurs are afraid of, you know, is, is how to go about doing without being so, like, salesy and pitchy and all that kind of stuff. Right. No, and I, and I totally agree with that because, you know, when I, I teach a lot of stuff on follow-up as well, and when I do, I talk about the fact that, you know, most, most of the time it does take between 6 and 12 touches before a prospect is ready to buy. That's, like, the, what they consider the statistics that are out there. But mm-hmm. most people, and these are, and it doesn't even go to most entrepreneurs in general, but even most professional salespeople give up after three tries. And yeah. so I look at that as, okay, you're giving up just as your clients are getting warmed up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and they're missing out on all kinds of sales. And even refer- so much you're missing out on, not just the money, but the referrals that yeah. come from building that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's and that's where where this kind of stuff works out so so powerful. And we're not talking about being a pest and, and doing you know the what I like to call that that you know the drug dealer mentality. It's a matter of relationship building first. You don't have to send them an email that says, "Hey, by the way, here's the special of the day." I mean, I know somebody who did that. They added me to their list and literally sent me a special of the day email every uh. single day. It drove me nuts. <laughs> Uh, needless yeah. to say, we were both in the same chamber together. So, and the chamber does the newsletter that they send out every week, where they have tips and tricks from other members. So immediately, I wrote a tip to go into the newsletter saying, "By the way, your specials of the day are not what everybody wants to get from you." And yeah, immediately he stopped putting it in his sending me out. <laughs> um, I didn't mention any names. I, I was good about it, but I had to throw it out there, and I knew I knew he would read it. Um, but yeah. it was kind of funny because we we tend to think about that in and even in face to face conversations. It amazes me how many people. It's immediately like you know they're immediately going for the throat, and I and I don't like that concept and most people don't like it most people don't like to be on the other end of that and it, it how much you know, how much can we change the the basis of a relationship by by instead of saying hey by the way this is how my product can help you how about saying how can i help you exactly exactly and it's just like you were saying when when i emailed that that customer of mine about her dog I mean, I had no, you know, no intention of selling her anything. It was just me purely wanting to know about her new dog, you know, and that's when the sale happened. And so, yeah, you hit the nail on the head in that 
you know, you don't have to send stuff about a sale every time. All you really need to do is stay top of mind. And, you know, I always tell people, have stuff in your the bottom of your email, you know, with your name and your website and all that stuff so that they know who you are and how to reach you if they want to. Just make sure the bulk of the email doesn't have anything to do with a sale or however you're touching them that day. Right. No, and it is it is such a it's such an easy easy thing, and that's the great thing about this is we're not talking about anything that's complicated. We're not talking about any any fancy stuff. We're talking about just saying, hey, you know, shoot out an email that says, hey, by the way, how's it going? What's up with you? You know, I mean, it's being yeah. conversational, and that's one of the things too that I see is a lot of people they try to make it sound conversational, but what they're still doing is it's a veiled pitch for their products, and that's mm-hmm. one thing I don't like. It's always you gotta you gotta have a fine tune behind it and literally say, okay, this email is purely for rapport building. It's just about knowing, you know, letting them know that I'm here for them. Exactly. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. You can tell the tone of an email, regardless of what people say in it. Sometimes you're you're absolutely right, and people can still feel that that I guess sales stuff coming from behind it, even if you don't say anything about it. It all depends on the tone of how you write things and say things. Right, and it, and it is very very true. Now, one of the things, and this is a, a totally off topic, but it's I want to just ask your opinion on this, on what you think. What is your opinion on uh, when you send emails? Do you do any kind of fancy formatting or you know header graphics or any of that kind of stuff, or do you send them just as plain? Here's the text. I'm just writing you a quick email. I when I'm doing my personal emails, it is purely just plain emails. There's no. Um, you know, header graphics or anything like that. The only thing that even says anything about my business is in my tagline underneath, and that's it. Just is part of my emails, you know, that I have built in. Right, your signature. But my signature block. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, that is the only thing that even remotely would tell you that I'm a business owner on my email when I'm sending out the personal stuff. Other than that, it's purely like you know, you just pull up Gmail and you type in an email to a friend and you're hitting send. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and I, the reason I wanted to ask that was I was hoping and I, I expected you to kind of say that um, because that's the same lines of what I would love to – that's what I like to say. That's how I promote it. Um, but, you know, that is so, so powerful is that you don't want to have fancy graphics or anything on these emails that are going out because it is literally – you want to have that feel that you just stopped and sent an email to somebody. That, that's exactly. all it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell, I tell people all the time, you know, send to something like as if you were sending it to your best friend. Like, would you put a header graphic about yourself and your business to your best friend? I mean, you just wouldn't do that because it's, you don't do things like that with your friends. So treat your customers like a friend, and that's how they'll respond back to you. Right. Awesome. I love that. Now, you're, you're a big fan of using surveys as well, aren't you? I am. Yes, so I love let's, them. <laughs> let's talk about surveys for a bit because I know that that's something that is such an easy tool to use. Again, I'm a big fan of it, and, and it amazes me how many people just don't take advantage of the tools that are out there. Absolutely. So one of the questions I always get from, you know, when I'm doing coaching or people that are in client angel or whatever, is they always ask me, you know, Jen, that's great. You teach all these wonderful things for once I'm meeting people for the first time, you know, out and about, chamber events, wherever you're meeting people. But what happens about all the people that I have that are previous customers that I, you know, that's awkward to go back and start asking them random questions. And so this is where the survey comes in, and I love to, to use a survey to get to know my, my past customers, I guess, or, you know, to teach people about their past customers. Um, I use SurveyMonkey. I know there's a ton out there. Um, SurveyMonkey has a free version of it, and I think some of the other ones do as well. But I always suggest just asking, you know, like simple five questions. 
And with SurveyMonkey, I'm not sure how the other ones work, but always make the first question name and email so you know whose replies are coming back to you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, make fun questions for them. Like when I send out surveys, a couple of the questions that I ask, I always ask them about their hobbies or, you know, their family. Um, one of the other things I always ask is if you were, you know, to have a dream vacation, where would you go and why? And the other one I always ask is if you could be a superhero for a day, who would you be and why? And those are the people love to answer questions like that because they're not the typical boring, um, you know, what do you do for a living? What, you know, if you had three hours free, what would you, you know, I mean, they're fine. Like everybody wants to, you know, be a superhero. And it tells you a lot about the person when you, they tell you what superhero they want to be. So make them fun. Make them, you know, have some entertainment value when you send the questions out to them as well. Right, and I love that. And that's something that I haven't done. I love using surveys because I use that as a tool to to ask my customers what they want to know more about. But I think that's fun how you've turned it around and actually you're adding the individual personalities mm-hmm. of the people in those responses. And I, I love the whole superhero thing. I think I'm going to try that on my next one purely just to throw <laughs> everybody off. I get the best answers to that question. And, and, and then, you know, I hear about all these other people like, you know, I haven't watched, like, a ton of movies because I have kids, so it's pretty much all, you know, cartoons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always, oh, that's great. I need to go learn about this superhero or that superhero. But people, like, they light up. You can feel it in the email. They light up when they answer that question because it's so different and unique. And, you know, then I take that information and I put it into the client angel and I set up a reminder for 30 days out. And then when that 30 days pops through, I go out to Google or whatever and I find some funny article about their superhero or whatever it might be. And I send them an email and say, hey, you know, I know you really want to be Superwoman or whatever they, they sent back, you know. Right. Here's a fun article or, or did you know this little fun fact about your superhero or, you know, just something entertaining for them, you know. And that way they're like, oh, my goodness, you remember I said, you know, whatever superhero it was. And that's, that's kind of what it all boils down to, taking those tidbits they send you back and using them to do great follow-up and relationship building. Right. No, and it is beautiful because it, it does, it makes them stop and think and go, okay, wait a minute. She actually just paid attention to what I was talking about. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't, don't think that, that anybody even, you know, you've got a survey. We've all had those where we go to, go to a website or a company has sent us that, hey, spend two minutes filling out the survey. I mean, I did, I did one for Starbucks, you know, two weeks ago in order to get a dollar off my next drink. Uh, quite yeah. honestly, I spent more time filling out the form than it was worth for the dollar <laughs> off. But, you know, hey, I had nothing better to do at that time. Um, but, you know, yeah. we do this kind of stuff all the time. But then you have some a goofy question like that that's kind of fun. It's different. So that stands out. But then down the road, if you utilize that information and – you know, remember to say something about it or send them an article or send them a picture or something like that. They're like, oh, wow. A lot of times they'll forget that they even did the survey and then they're just shocked and amazed because you knew something about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's that's where the fun really starts to come in. And, um, and this is where, like we were talking about, having that timeline or having that system set up that can help you manage all of that really is where it comes into play. Because think about it, if you had, you know, 300 survey questions or, I mean, answers coming back to you, you have to have somewhere to store them. You have to have somewhere to put them, um, you know, whatever that system is. And so that's where, you know, people you say get kind of icky about, well, I don't really want to use a system. That doesn't feel personal. But in order to have the personal aspect, you have to have somebody to remember all that stuff. And so that's where, you know, the really fun stuff starts to come in. Then, you know, you just start becoming a Google hound and finding all kinds of full 
facts and things like that to use with your customers and really impress them and, you know, knock their socks off. Right, and that is really cool. Now, here's a big question related to that, though, is that we all know we've, we've, you know, we've tried surveys. I know that I've done surveys and gotten very few responses back. So mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you would recommend doing in order to get more responses when you actually put out one of those surveys? Right, okay, so... For instance, like you were just talking about your Starbucks survey, and of course we all get surveys when we, we buy things, especially on your receipts, like when you leave places like Target and Kohl's, you know, fill out the survey. Um, I am always more likely, and I find that the survey responses that come back, you're always liable to get more when you put people in a raffle for something. So for instance, um, a lot of times surveys will say, hey, fill out the survey and we'll give you a dollar off your Starbucks or 20% off your next purchase or whatever their, you know, gig is. But that's still selling. That's still making people feel like you're trying to get something, you know, like um, you're still trying to push your product on people. Right. And for me, yeah, and for me, like putting them in a raffle for something, and it, it could even just be samples of all your products or your, your top-selling products or whatever, but you're still giving it to them. You're not making them buy or purchase anything again from you. And people love the chance to win something. I mean, look at the lottery. The lottery system is a prime example. People will pay money for a chance to win more money. But people will fill out a survey for a chance to win something big. And you only have to have one product this way. You only have to have one big gift. And you run your survey over, you know, a week or two period. Everybody that fills out the survey within these two weeks gets put into a drawing for X. And people, I find, respond so much better to surveys when you do that because it feels like they have a chance to win something. You're not just trying to get them to buy something from them again. Yeah, and I and I, I have to agree 100% on that one. And one of the things that always drives me nuts, and not not specifically in a, like a raffle situation for for like a survey, but just in general, it mm-hmm. drives me nuts when you know I have a giveaway and the giveaway is a is a you know two for one. Well, I yeah. don't have to buy the one in order to get the second one, and you know it's like that's not a win. That's not a prize, and that's exactly. what it is, is. The prize cannot be I have to spend more money. <laughs> it's not really a prize then, is it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that that is yes. great. I love that. Using a raffle as a as a way to get people to to, you know, be more active in the survey versus any kind of discount coupon or anything like that. I think it's really powerful. It works great and I mean I see you know, people love doing that. Even even the I mean if you look at the basic things like the example of the Starbucks thing, I got a coupon. I mean people love that. But they love it even more if they have a chance of winning something completely free. That they're going to get exactly. more, much more excited about that. Oh, absolutely! You know, Starbucks could do something more along the lines of, you know, for a chance to win, um, you know, one coffee a day for a month or one coffee a day for a week. I mean, they could afford that by all means. But then, you know, you just get a dollar off, but you still have to go buy a coffee. Which, right. you know, if you're a Starbucks fanatic like I am too, you're going to do that anyway. But Still, would it be more fun to chance to win coffee for a month for free or something like that? Oh, I'd, I'd be so on top of that one. I'd fill out the survey as many <laughs> times as I possibly could. And, and it, honestly, that would end up saving me a fortune. It'd be well worth my time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, you know, one of the things when it comes to, to following up with people and building the relationships, building the rapport with them, obviously social media has a play in that in today's world. We all know it. I, you know, I don't bring on a whole lot of social media gurus because, quite honestly, most of them drive me nuts, and I think that they're mm-hmm. they're not very realistic. Um, for for lack of a better term, I think they're fake. Yes. But yes. Yeah, but, absolutely. Me too. 
We know that social media is, is a networking tool. It's a relationship tool. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong with it. So let's talk about that for a bit because I think that it's really powerful in the follow-up process. Absolutely. And, and you know, I love to talk about social media, but not like the way you were talking about people like to talk about it. Um, I love social media for the mere fact that in, in the timelines that I help people build, one of the things I have them do is go out to somebody's Facebook page or Pinterest page or Twitter, whatever that person's on, you know, find where they are. And then, of course, like on Facebook, you know, everybody has an about page, right? So you'll find out maybe their birthday or you may find out their favorite movies or whatever it is they fill out or, you know, even sometimes just go and take a quick glance at the last three posts they made. You'll find out more about what's going on in their life than, you know, sometimes if you send a survey out or if it's one of the people that doesn't respond to a survey. But social media can be huge for you to be able to use to find those little tidbits to then use for good follow-up with your people. And, again, like I said, I help people set these up in their timelines where, you know, maybe at the three-month mark, I say go out to one of their social media pages and find something out about them and then send them an email about it. You know, they could say, oh, we just had a baby or oh, we just moved into a new house or whatever. You know, use that information to then, you know, knock their socks off showing, again, that you're paying attention and you, you're following them and you, you know, there's, let me back up a quick second. There's a fine line between being a social media stalker and then just using it for good. <laughs> so don't go overboard and stalk their page all the time and, and send them an email on everything they post, but use it maybe once every couple months to learn a new ticket about your person and then use that for good follow-up. And going to their social media page, like Facebook or something, takes you less than a minute. You know, literally, you're on Facebook, you type in their name, you find their picture, and off you go, you know, and it's so simple to do, yet most people don't even think to use social media in that way. They're using it in all the wrong ways, I think. Right. No, and I and I have to agree with you 100% on that because most of most people are using it as a as old school traditional advertising where it's just a one directional let me blast my message out as opposed to let's you know let's build a conversation you know versus you know a dialogue versus a monologue but you've taken it even one step further and I've done this before it was so so powerful where literally when I get to know somebody I'll look at the different things what are their interests you know if somebody's interested in hockey it's like hockey's the only sport that I have any interest in whatsoever and so I might mention something about that it's like hey you know uh, when was the last time you went to went to a Coyotes game well when I was in Phoenix of course that's what I used to do quite a bit um, you know what books are they reading what movies are they interested in those kind of things are what can be those that one thing that you just stand out and make a comment on I mean I've had that where I've sent messages to people on Facebook and said hey by the way I saw that you just posted something about this book you know when I read it it totally changed my thought process and mm -hmm. that struck up a huge conversation because of that absolutely yeah I mean you know like, like I said social media can be used for really good stuff and, you know, like the social media people that you're talking about all the time, they're trying to build a business and I'm saying, you know, that can be great and it has its own place in social media, but use it to also do good follow-up and, you know, get to know the people that are already customers of yours that way. There's so many other ways to use it besides the typical, you know, Facebook marketing and things like that. Yeah. Well, and there's something too, and I, I, this is a little trick that I I was taught by I believe Joe Polish. He's a marketer out of Phoenix that I know. Uh, he's in the carpet cleaning industry, and I've known him for years. He's, he's taught me a whole bunch of stuff. He's like one of the one of the greats 
out there in the marketing world. And I believe he's the one that actually taught me this, but I ended up using this for him on his birthday, which was just last week. Um, there is a thing in your phone, if you're friends with somebody and you go to send them a message on Facebook, um, the, the app actually has a thing when you click on the attachments, you can record an audio message to send to them. Wow, that's and really cool. It is really cool, and so many people don't know this exists. So this is like, this is gold right here. So what I did was I'm sitting there waiting for another meeting, waiting for somebody to show up at his office, which, of course, he didn't do, really annoyed me. But I'm sitting there, I have time to burn, and I see that it's Joe's birthday. I'm like, I've got to send him a message. And I go to send him a message. I'm like, wait a minute. So I click the button, and it has a little thing. I hold the button, record a message, say, hey, Joe, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Happy birthday. You've been a huge influence on my life, and I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, make it a great day. If there's anything I can ever do for you, reach out and let me know. And then I send him this message. And I got, I ended up having all day. Now, this is his birthday, and he's a very, very popular guy. But the rest of the day, we were having Facebook conversations back and forth all day. See, yeah, I'm telling you, this stuff really works, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, and it's such a simple thing. That took me 20 seconds for me to record that message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so simple and quick. And that's where I think a lot of people also get hung up. They think, oh, my gosh, now I've got to add follow-up to my list of things to do. Like, there's no way I'm going to have time to even go to the bathroom at this point. And it's really not that hard. And it really doesn't take very much time at all. You just have to be organized in how you're doing it. And that's really what it all boils down to is just having the system and being organized in how you do your follow-up. Right. And I, and I do love it because, you know, you're talking about your timelines basically being the process of, okay, on this day we need to do this, on this day we need to do this. It's just a simple, a simple formula to keep you on track so you don't skip things, so you don't miss things or forget. Because let's face it, we forget a lot. Yes, <laughs> I absolutely do, especially with two little ones and, you know, family. I mean, you just you get involved in everyday life. And so, you know, of course you're not going to remember everything about everybody. So absolutely, you know, having that, having that extra little help is all you really need. Right. Awesome. Very, very cool. Now, one of the things, you've got a, you've got a tip about the half birthdays. I want to I talk about that for a second. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so this is another one of those things kind of like asking a question about the superhero. So everybody always celebrates people's birthdays, right? Like I know when I was in direct sales and doing, you know, stuff with my customers or, you know, you see it all the time, like from places that you normally shop. You probably get something from Starbucks on your birthday, I would guess. Something that says, hey, it's your birthday, you know, here, come in and get uh, a free coffee or whatever it is. But how many times has anybody ever celebrated your half birthday? Mm-hmm. Very, I'm very gonna, little. Exactly, you know, if, if at all. And so one of the things that I love to do with my customers, and actually one of the features we're building into the Client Angel is we have a place where people can, you know, mark somebody's birthday and it sends you that reminder that it's their birthday. But we're going to, we're adding the half birthday thing too because I think that, it's so much fun to do for people. Like, hey, you're six months, you know, through your next birthday, your next birthday, or however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here is a fun birthday song, or a, however you want to do it. Send them an e-birthday card, or something simple. It doesn't have to be grand or whatever. It's just more of the fact that you actually notice it. Um, you know, I know you and I have talked about send out cards a lot. So, you know, use something like that and and send out a, a quick little birthday card or something fun for them. But people, that's one of those things that's going to really blow people away because hardly anybody's doing it. And that can be something that can just be so much fun for your customers. You know, it shows you care. It shows you're paying attention. I mean, 
nobody remembers my half birthday except for me. <laughs> right. Well, and it's cool. It stands out. It's kind of like, you know, one of the things that I learned, um, I think it was Stu McLaren, uh, the creator of Wishlist. And mm-hmm. he was, one of the things that he loves doing, he talks about picking different holidays to do specials. And from that standpoint, you know, everybody does their, the Christmas special and the third, and the President's Day special and all the typical, you know, stuff that you see on specials. And he goes, I personally like to use a Groundhog's Day special. And mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, it's like the funniest thing in the world because it just stands out. It's totally different. And this is a kind of an extension of the same thing. The only thing is you're not a special. It's just a reaching out, building the relationship. And it gives you an excuse to touch base with them and, and ha- make their day, make it fun. Yes. And that's the great thing about it. Yes. You know, and, it, and, and I always say, like, I really, I'm a big believer in exactly what you just said, right? You want to make yourself stand out and be different. And so, you know, it's about the follow-up, but it's also about being creative in how you do it. You know, there's, there's a typical follow-up, and then there's the exciting, fun, you know, blow-your-customers away type of follow-up. Right. So, yeah, I love, I love the idea of using Groundhog Day. That's great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the great ones. I, I personally am a fan of Halloween. I do Halloween yeah. specials, and, and I'll send out Halloween cards to everybody um, mm-hmm. because it always stands out. And, and actually, on Halloween, if you call our office, generally you get a message saying, we are, well, you know, we're happy to help you, but we're going to ha- have to help you out on Monday because we're closed for Halloween. Yes. And I, it, yeah. It's so much fun because people call me up, and I have people coming back going, I cannot believe that you are closed on Halloween. That is so awesome. And it, <laughs> It's like it sticks in people's minds. I feel like for, well, for us, it's a national holiday. I don't know what you people are all talking about. But, you know, I mean, I think you can be so creative. Like, it just, like, okay, so let's just say, for instance, I'm sure they have, like, National Cupcake Day or I don't even know, something random like that, right? But let's just say you wanted to send out a survey to all of your list of customers and say, hey, next Friday is National Cupcake Holiday. And so if you fill out the survey within the next, you know, two weeks, I'm going to send you, you know, an order of a dozen cupcakes from your local, you know, bakery or gift shop or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, you, there's, you can be so creative and fun in the way you do things. And I think a lot of people miss that step, too, when they're doing follow-up. Yeah. And it is about being creative and being fun. And, you know, and one of the warnings with that is if you're going to give gifts to people, try not to give them gifts that have your logo on it. Yes, it's <laughs> a personal pet peeve of mine. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting a, a gift basket from somebody that says, um, you know, happy birthday or Merry Christmas or whatever it is, and it's a coffee cup with their logo on it. It's like, yep. I, I got a thousand of those already. Come on, guys. Be a little bit more creative. <laughs> it's along the same lines of, you know, hey, you can win this, but it's just really just 20% off my next product that you buy. You know, I mean, it's that same kind of feeling. It's that you get so excited and you look at it and you're like, oh, really? Like that, that's just. Yeah, that's no fun. Yep, I I, I totally get it. This has been fun. This is you've you've shared a ton of great information. Now, as I wrap up here, I've got a couple couple of last questions for you. But one of the questions I ask of everybody: What is the number one action step that anybody listening to this, as soon as they get off, you know, listening to the call, what should they get out and do? I would say go to my website, which is theclientangel.com. And grab my free ebook. It's 12 Ways to Make Your Customers Love You So Much They Invite You on Vacation. And in there, I have a bunch of more ideas and tips for, like, what we talked about today, but it's a little bit more expanded on things that you can do with your customers and ideas and fun and, you know, just that kind of out-of-the-box sort of thinking when it comes to follow-up. So 
that's what I would say. If you want a, a little bit more information on things you can do with your customers, go grab that free ebook. Perfect. And it, and it is great because, you know, let's face it, there's a thousand and one different things we can talk about of what that next step should be, but you, you put it in a book, so let's just make it easy for everybody. Great. Awesome. Very cool. So go ahead and give out that link one more time for me. It is com. All right. So thank you so much, Jen. This has been such so much fun. I mean, you and I have had a couple of amazing conversations already, and I, and I knew that this podcast was going to be a blast. You, know, you and I could probably go on for hours and hours talking about this stuff because it's something we're both very passionate about and I have a lot of fun with. Um, I, as always, I always put one thing out that I, I love to share with everybody, especially one of my guests, and, and it's, you know, if there's anything that I can ever do to help support you, just let me know. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and absolutely vice versa, because like, like I said, yeah, you and I could probably bounce ideas off each other on a podcast for hours. <laughs> yes, most definitely. And, you know, we'll, we'll have to think about it, maybe do some brainstorming. We'll have you come back again sometime, too. Wonderful. I would love that. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wrap everything up, guys. And for every one of you listening, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Uh, one thing I do ask, and I, and I really would appreciate it if you've got the time, get out there and, and spend like two minutes, go to iTunes, and do a review of the show. What this does for us is it basically, number one, is it gives me feedback. What are the, some of the things you like? What are the shows that you like? But on top of that is that the more we get reviews, one thing that really helps with that is it does rank us higher, which helps us share these reviews or share these shows with more people, more entrepreneurs to help them with their journey along the way as well. So it means the world to me. I really, really appreciate it. And as always, if there's anything that I can do to help you, reach out, let me know. Get out there, have an amazing Rockstar Week, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.